Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your hour of drive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie. And you have now entered your hour of drive time. I want to welcome all of you that are visiting this program for the very first time on our new time slot, Monday night, 8 p.m. Every Monday night, we're going to be dropping a brand new show for you to uh, walk away with excellent content. The kind of content that you have been now accustomed to listening to week after week for over three years as we are now in full swing of our third season here. And I'm excited to continue to bring more valuable content for you. So thank you for joining our program today. Thank you for returning uh, as a listener, if that is the situation that you are in also. We've got a fantastic program today, my friends. Every week, I try to bring individuals who have unique perspectives on ways that you can thrive in your life. And I've covered a variety of topics with a variety of different people, subject matter experts, celebrities, sports figures, and so on. And I love highlighting those who have served our country for decades, and they're now serving the country, serving our community, serving humanity in a much different way. And today, that is what our show is about, as we're going to hear from two amazing retired veterans of our military who have brought tremendous military value when they serve, and now they're bringing that same value to the marketplace. Randy Bowles, the founder of Coherence Warrior. I love that, Coherence Warrior, right? He is just an amazing individual. He's a 34-year Army veteran, the top rank of colonel, but he decided to pivot in a way that still brings value to those that are struggling with trying to find balance in life. And isn't that the case for all of us, right? We're always trying to find balance, and it's so difficult. Well, he's going to shed light on that as his mission now is to bring that service, bring that that power of, of alignment where you are running in congruency with your spirit and your energy and your mind and your thoughts. He's got a powerful message, and he's going to be bringing that with us today. He's also a subject matter expert um, in the field of heart math. He's a certified coach for heart math, which is a program that is now gaining a lot of notoriety, a lot of steam here nationally and internationally. And he's a certified coach of heart math. He's going to share that message with us. Randy Bowles is going to be a part of our program. But on the heels of Randy Bowles, we've got yet another amazing individual, a 22-year veteran Navy SEAL, Gregory Hakey, is the founder of Fatal Flaw Nation. Gregory is bringing his expertise and leadership to the corporate world where he's sharing his wisdom, insights, experience from a degree, from a resume full of experiences as a combat veteran, as a Navy SEAL, and the interactions of dealing with groups and the interactions of dealing with uh, units. 
and, and how that impacts the startup community. So a very unique perspective by a very unique, special individual. Gregory Hayes is going to be here to share that message. And I'm excited that you're going to hear from both of these amazing individuals shortly. But I've got to give credit where credit is due. This show is being sponsored by one of the one of our recent guests who has already created a rippling effect among my listeners because of the work that his organization does, his company does, and helping those that are struggling with student debt uh, not only have the debt forgiven, but have it uh, forgiven in a, uh, partially in a way that gives them relief. There's no question about it, folks. We've got now, uh, we're about 60, 70 days away from the reintroduction of those student loan payments as, of, as the airing of the show. And there are so many people that are stressed out because of it. And if you're elderly, if you're in your, your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and I tell you what, if, if those student loan payments have become a problem, and now they're going to increase uh, your household sh uh, stress, uh, financial stress levels, then you should seek the resources that could bring you relief. And I know there's a lot of talk of people who say, hey, you know what, student loans, people should pay them, this, that, and the other. And, and you could hold uh, you could hold fast to your opinion, but there's no question about it. There are people out there who need help. And I've seen the work that uh, Student Optimum Services has done for even some of my own clients. And I could tell you, it brings a great degree of relief when he's able to help them. So our show is being sponsored by Student Optimum Services. I want you to go out and, and find them, studentoptimumservices.com forward slash Jay Mamie. That tells them that you heard it on the show here. They're one of our proud sponsors for this show and for the next couple of months. So we're excited to have that. Let me wrap up this segment before I bring on our first guest after the break. We're just sharing with you a, a quick thrive talk. If you're familiar with my show, you know that I give these quick little thrive talks in preparation for the show. And this one is personal because I recently had an opportunity to meet someone, and I'm just going to say his name is Pedro, uh, who uh, I don't, I didn't know from a hole in the wall, but I was outside my house over the, over the past weekend and I was doing some landscaping work and it was hot as hell, you know, it's hot as hell in Texas right now, right? I think we've just planted it, not, not just planet earth, Texas has moved closer to the sun than, uh, than the earth has, I think, because it's hot, as, well, you know, the truth is it's hot as hell in many areas of the country, right? So, if you can relate to what I'm saying, being out on a Saturday afternoon as I was at two or three o'clock, it, it's hot. So I'm out there doing a little bit of landscaping work. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up and this guy comes, uh, walks out of the car. I didn't know who he was. Now, look, I'm from New York. If you got a car that pulls up and you don't know who's in the car, you, you go on full alert, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you're from, but I'm from New York. And if a car pulls up that you don't understand, you don't know who's in that car, especially if it's, uh, you know, a dark blue car with like tinted windows, you know, right away, you think that's the 5 -0. <laughs> so initially mine, I got nothing to worry about, but I just all of a sudden got all tense. But this fella comes out and he says to me, and I appreciate this so much. He says, hey, I, I, I like the gardening and the, the landscaping that you're doing. And uh, let me give you my card if you ever need some landscape. Now, he spoke in Spanish. Uh, and uh, he was uh, from Mexico. And I had a chance to chat with him just for a few seconds. But I appreciated the fact that he got out of his car. And he was doing that to every other house in my community and uh, offered his services to me for uh, masonry work. And I thought to myself, you know, isn't that what it's about? I mean, here's this guy. He probably he had to be in his 50s, late 50s. 
He's got jeans on, long sleeve shirt. And meanwhile, it's like 104 degrees out. And he's going door by door, knocking on every, uh, every, every house looking to offer his services. Of course, that, that was endearing to me because I'm a, a 30 year entrepreneur and I've done what he's doing. And I understand the value of getting up and getting after it and not wait around for it to come to you. And, and it doesn't matter what the temperature is, right? If you're hungry, you just get after it. Hungry people do special things. And this guy was special. So I asked him what his pricing was. His pricing was stellar. I asked him, when can you get here? And he said, Monday morning. And I told my wife right before uh, I told I was going to ask him his cost and when he can come here. I said to my wife, I said, honey, watch him say Monday morning. And sure enough, when I asked him, he said Monday morning. When he said that, I said, you've got the job. And he was there Monday morning, did a phenomenal a job for us in masonry work outside of our home. What an amazing experience that highlighted to me, reaffirmed to me as I share with you that life and success is just getting after it. See, it could have been very easy for him to say, it's hot, it's Saturday, nobody's around, no one's going to be standing outside their house when it's 104 degrees. But he was doing that house to house to house and that action that he took landed him a job i'm sure he probably got a bunch of other people too but he landed a job with me because he took action he went after it he didn't sit and wait for opportunity to come to him he got after opportunity and i appreciate that person that's what it's about my friends not there's no secret sauce there's no silver bullet there's no magic formula get in your car get out of your house and go meet some people if you are interested in growing and expanding your business, your profession, or whatever it is that you're offering the world. Guys, we got a fantastic show coming up. I'm excited to bring two amazing guys. We're going to kick it off right after the break. I'm David Kazarian, president of Student Optimum Services and a licensed debt arbitrator. We have one mission in mind, to cut down the $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt by as much as possible and help hardworking Americans just like you achieve financial freedom. Our process is not a settlement or a refinance. We are not a bank or a lender. We are on your side, and we go up against these lenders to get you on track for student loan forgiveness by utilizing programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs are available to you regardless of the school you attended, your employment status, or employment field. Over the past 13 years, we've helped thousands of borrowers save millions of dollars on their student loans. Student loan payments are resuming September of 2023, after being on hold for over three and a half years. So the time to take action is now. You have nothing to lose but your student loans. Visit www.studentoptimumservices.com slash to schedule a free consultation today. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. 
Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. About to launch into a fantastic conversation with someone. I'm very excited to hear his thoughts, to know what his, uh, what his mission uh, is involved in, in terms of helping others. You know, our show focuses on different ways to help people thrive. And certainly in, in wellness and mental health and well-being are all very very important components of someone thriving in every area of life. I mean, if you don't have your heart right, your mind right, your wellness is not aligned, and the way you think is not congruent with your hopes and dreams and visions, the chances of you succeeding are going to be very, very slim. So we've got our good friend, Randall Bowles, who not only is a 34-and-a-half-year veteran, he's a colonel in the U.S. Army, but he's also the founder and the CEO of his own company, Double Bronze Star Marketing Consulting. But for the purpose of this show, he's going to share his thoughts, what makes him a subject matter expert in heart math. He's a certified heart math coach. And we're going to dive into what that is, how he impacts the lives of others, and uh, I know that there'll be many of you that will be impacted by what he has to share. So we're very excited to have Randall Bowles on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Randall, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jay. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, my friend. You and I had a chance to meet a couple of weeks ago, actually, at a bodybuilding competition. Yes, right? we did. You were, you, up. you were quite right? impressive on stage, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Um, you were sort of keeping everyone in check and that when you came back out there and they introduced you as the guy that's going to help keep the show moving along, they said, this guy, he's a, he's a stickler for order. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of found out you're 34-year veteran of the yeah. Army, a, a colonel. I said, well, that's where he gets that from, right? So that, you, you need that that leadership and that, that ability to keep people in check in order to, uh, to successfully complete a mission. And, uh, and obviously that's where you were chosen to help out that day. Yes, but what, what, what caught my attention was when you and I were chatting, the work that you do, not only for, for, for existing servicemen, retired servicemen, obviously that is your, that is your, your, your niche. And that is the, who you're most um, effective in the field of, but it's not just them. Right. Is anyone that can benefit from your message. So before we dive into the goodness of everything you've got to share, we're going to pick your brain a lot today. Um, can you get us up to speed a little bit on your personal story? Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, as you said, I spent 34 years in the Army Reserve um, in the military. They would call me a Mustang because I enlisted when I was 17 mm. and I went through officer's training school and then got my commission and spent 30 years as a commission officer and was fortunate to make it to the rank of Colonel, which less than 5% of officers make it to that rank, not bragging, just saying I found the right niche to in leadership and some other things to help me get there. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, I was struggling big time with depression, PTSD, uh, just lots of self doubt, anything that would go wrong. I would just start, questioning things and having huge misperceptions of situations and blaming it all on myself. Um, eight years ago, I got diagnosed with a non-cancerous tumor in my left ear canal, and that required brain surgery to remove that mm. tumor, and they severed both my vestibular nerves on my left side, so I had to learn balance all over again. Wow. Wow. And so the night after surgery, I was cranking along well, got out of ICU after a day, uh, got into a regular room. And then I had a, a 
seizure-like activity is what they termed it. Um, and pulled my IV out, bled everywhere. Fortunately, my wife was in the room and saved my life. Mm. And three months later, we went back to follow up on the neurologist. And he told me all the details of everything that he did to me that night. And he said, most people would be in the ICU after an event like that for three to four days, and then in the hospital for another five to seven days. He goes, I don't know what it is about you. There's something special about you. Mm. You got out of the ICU after that event in one day and walked out of the hospital three days later. Amazing. Unheard of. Yeah. So it was after that follow-up 90 days later, when my mind was back in functioning, correctly functioning, I don't know if it's ever correctly functioning, but when I had a little better grasp of the situation, I walked out to the car and I just broke down because it was at that point that I finally saw value into myself. Mm. Because prior to that, I never saw the value of me. I would say stupid things like, you're a waste of oxygen. Just take your life and let somebody else breathe that oxygen, and they'll use it more effectively than you. And so, you know, I would drop down into a deep, dark hole for three, four weeks, fight suicidal thoughts, fight depression, and then finally claw my way back up, and then something else would happen in life, and I would drop back down into it. And people would look at me like a strong leader, And I could portray that. I could mask all the depression, all the suicidal thoughts, but, you know, and and be perceived as the strong leader that I thought I should be. But deep down, I was just fighting all those demons. And I'm sure there's lots of other people that have that. And so that's that's why I became a heart math coach, because uh, I met a guy that was a former Navy SEAL. He talked to me about it. He recognized some of the symptoms that he previously had. And he's like, well, you could really benefit. Here's my coach's name. I got a hold of her right away. And it was, and and old Randy would have never spent the money to thrive, to hit a Mm -hmm. a, a life of thriving. I was just surviving. Mm -hmm. It was no question that I should spend that money and get that training. And after getting the training, And just seeing the effects that it had on me and the effects that it had on my family and friends and the different person that I was when I got around them, it it just became very clear that I should share this message and share this system with everybody that I know. You know, one of the things that's amazing is the transition that a person goes through that, uh, that where they are now, they can only achieve where they are now. Because of the transition, because of that difficult walk, you went through a whole bunch, right? And, and now you can authentically speak to others, not from a place of Pollyanna or something you read in a book and now you're regurgitating in some echo chamber. You're, you've lived this suicidal thoughts, deep, dark holes uh, for weeks of, of discouragement and depression, uh, but yet you've crawled out and now you are on the other side helping people. Um, get through the same thing right that and that's your that that's the reason why you had to live and that's the reason why you you could not take your life because it was others that were counting on you living and surviving so that they can live and survive too that's how it works right yes. um heart math is something that i had heard very little of i know it's mm-hmm. impactful in fact the studies show that over 1100 people who've been tested um who've gone through heart math uh, the study shown that they they had improvements in in their mental and emotional well being in just six to nine weeks. 
Yeah, that's a significant result. The results are very significant. Um, but can you share with our audience, what is heart math before we go any further? Um, so this is my definition. It's not heart math's definition, but this mm -hmm. is the best way I can surmise it. It's a systematic approach, systematic system that uses your heart's intuition to guide your brain to be able to lead your mental, spiritual, and physical capabilities to higher levels for longer periods of time. So it's been very successful mm -hmm. for like special operation operators in the military, law enforcement officials, first responders. You know, if you're, a, if you're an EMT person and you're driving up on a wreck, you don't know what you're coming up on. You know, it could be somebody that just has a bruise or it could be somebody that's in a life-challenging situation. Mm -hmm. and at that point, you can't let your emotions overtake your mental, physical, and spiritual capabilities. Your mind's got to be on point. Your, your body's got to be on point. And then you also got to think spiritually about this individual that you're helping or saving. Mm -hmm. And so if you let your emotions get in there and you start to freak out and, oh, my God, oh, oh. And people do that all the time. I've seen it mm -hmm. happen over and over. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And so with heart math, you can do heart-focused breathing in an intense situation like that. That's where we differentiate ourselves from meditation. With meditation, you have to stop, make time to do focused breathing. With heart math, I'm in a situation, I can do heart-focused breathing and just breathe into my heart and do that six times, five seconds inhale, five seconds exhale. And there's one minute and I put myself back down on a very functional level, yet it's a very elevated situation. How have you seen that? Because I, that, that's an area that most people uh, face. A lot of people face instant moments of, sure. of stress, right? Immediate stress. You get bad news, car accident, something, anything. You get, you're getting uh, robbed, uh, a life-threatening uh, life situation, um, or any number of, of situations that can raise a person's heart rate. You know, I always tell my kids that you can't think straight when you're in a place of panic. The brain can't even function. No. Uh, and that's why you make worse decisions when you are in a state of panic. Right. Exactly. So what would you say then? Why do people not clearly understand the heart brain connection and how does it continue to make things worse when they don't get a hold of things under great duress? OK, so let me answer that by asking you a couple questions. Mm -hmm. The point. So when a, when a child is forming in the womb, what forms first, the heart or the brain? I would, I, I've always said the heart, right? Correct. Yeah. And then when a heart is being transplanted and after they hook up all the arteries, all the veins, obviously I'm not a cardiac surgeon, so mm -hmm. just imagining this, do they then connect all the nerves and make everything function with the brain? No. No, they just zap it with electricity and get it going, that. right? Get mm -hmm. it going, right? So your heart is its own organism. Mm. And your heart emits electromagnetic frequency. And for most people, it measures three to five feet around you. And so you can pick up on people's energy. Everybody is broadcasting all the time and everybody is receiving that broadcast as well. The nice thing about your heart being its own organism. Um, it's connected to the brain, yet 
because of life and all the things that have happened in our lives, that pathway between our heart and our brain has become overgrown. Okay. And so when you start doing heart-focused breathing, you're recreating that pathway. And what we talk about a lot is energy management versus time management. Because when you get in a heated situation, it'll zap you down. You know, it'll just wear you out from a stressful situation. Well, even in a, a non-heated or a low-level situation, just daily things that wear you out, you know, that just ping you day in, day out. Like, oh, God, the kids left the toilet seat up or down. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all those little things over and over and over. Those things wear you out as well. So if you think of the energy that you have in a bucket, you could have a thousand little holes or you could have 10 big holes. Mm. Your energy is draining out of those holes. Right. Heart focused breathing, you're recharging your battery so that when you do get in those elevated situations, you're fully charged. Mm-hmm. You're not coming in with one light left you've got all five lights lit up on that battery capacity so when you get in that situation you're ready to go you even out and you can last a long time in those situations what did you find uh randall when you went through heart math yourself right you had you gotten to a low point what did you find that you learned there that was a tremendous benefit that others could find as well as if they go through it and they reach out to you. What are some of the techniques and tactics that you walked away with that you still implement today? Um, five minutes. That's all I need is five minutes a day of heart-focused breathing to where mm-hmm. I focus on feelings. And, and I'm, I mean, I've been doing it for six years now. And so my mind will still wander, but then I pull it back into my heart. So mm-hmm. thoughts pop up like, oh man, did I send that email? Hey, when's that proposal due? Those types of things will pop up, but then I pull it back in. And then there's other techniques uh, of heart-focused breathing where you can radiate the feelings that you have out to others. You can do it for a group. You can do it for a person. So this morning, I was radiating my heart-focused energy and my good feelings towards you, Jay. Love it. And, and, Love I, can it. That and I can send it worldwide. I've done talks where I've, I've just... Uh, gone through a quick heart-focused breathing session with individuals that have never had any exposure to it before. And the next day they come back to me and say, yeah, I was thinking about my mom and she was three states away or around the world. And she actually called me and said, yeah, I was just thinking of you. Mm. So Mm. that's that energy that we're broadcasting. You know, I I like that. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I'm a big believer in the transference of positive energy. Um, and, and what oftentimes people don't recognize, Randall, and I'm sure this is a big component of what you teach as a coach, is that you could, you've got to watch your own energy. You know, uh, p- people don't, don't recognize that we are attracted to either positive or negative energy. And whosever energy is stronger, um, they're going to they're gonna influence the other person, right? If I'm walking into a room and my energy is positive, I'm going to infect and influence the room. Correct. But if my negative, my po- if my energy is is low because I'm at a bad place, and I walk into a room where there's other people that are struggling with low negative and low energy and and uh, 
just bad vibes, it's only going to make my situation worse. Correct. And you all are going to group together and you're just going to commiserate about how horrible life is. That's absolutely and, right. You know, and I need to pay you a compliment because, as you know, my wife was in that competition mm -hmm. and she made the comment that, yeah, Jay's just awesome to be around. He'd walk in the room and the whole room would light up. Oh, you know, and thank so you. That's, that's the energy that we're pushing out, you know. And so I, I use the analogy, would you rather be the thermostat in the room or would you rather be the thermometer? Because oh, the thermostat regulates the temperature. The mm -hmm. thermometer just reads the temperature. So as a leader, you got to walk in and you got to set the temperature for the room. Love it. Set the temperature for the individuals that you're leading. Uh, I and love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. If you're walking in and like you said, down and depressed, how the hell are you going to lead others? That's right. Right. That's right. You just lead them down the wrong path. You got to walk in and set the temperature for that room. Set the I temperature for your team. Randall, in our, in our last minute here, who is HeartMel, a HeartMath, best suited for? Listen, I think it's good for everybody, right? But, yeah. but in your observation, who should learn and implement HeartMath like yesterday? Oh, wow. Well, obviously, anybody that's breathing. Right. Um, <laughs> imagine a world to where everybody's leveled out. You know, today with social media and and uh, road rage and all of those things, you know, imagine if everybody just was able to level out and not let things elevate them and, and let their emotions overtake them. But uh, to a quick answer to that question would be anybody that's in a leadership position, anybody that is a first responder, anybody that mm. is uh, prior military, mm. uh, because you've been through a lot, you mm -hmm. may not admit it. It took me a long time to admit it. Um, but once I finally realized that I had some issues and I needed help on them, instead of masking them or going, I'm a big, tough guy, I'm a warrior, I'm going to do what I, you know, I'm, I'll work through this. Mm -hmm. get help. There's yeah. nothing, there's no shame in that game of getting help. You know, I agree with you. There's no shame in the game of getting help. And that's why you're on the show, Randall. And we're going to actually have you back next month because we're going to continue awesome. this conversation. There are so many different directions we can take this. And so we'll peel the, uh, the onion, the layers of the onion uh, in our next episode in, uh, in the following month. But before we go, what is the site that folks can find you at in order to, to hopefully seek your services um, and wisdom as they're moving forward and getting better uh, at thriving in their lives? Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a website set up, coherencewarrior.com. So coherence is when mind, body, and spirit are in balance and a warrior that has valor and rigor to take on situations. Wonderful. Randall, we're going to put your website up at our website so people can track you down even quicker. We appreciate you being on the show, brother. And folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Are your emotions leading your responses to situations, or are you living a life where all your capabilities are in balance? This is Randy Bowles, the Coherence Warrior. With disciplined behavior of less than 10 minutes a day, I live more efficiently and effectively with inspired actions. Let me help you learn how to use your heart's intuition to guide your brain to lead your mental, physical, and spiritual capabilities to higher levels for longer periods of time. Visit CoherenceWarrior.com and I look forward to serving you. 
One of your most important assets as a business owner is your intellectual property or IP, including trademarks and patents. This sounds fancy, but it just means protecting any name or logo your company uses, how your products are built, how they work, or how they look. Rosenthal IP Law is here to walk you through the process every step of the way. We take the time to understand your business and we'll work with you to protect what's important to you and your business. Visit us at Rosenthal.law. Hi, this is Jay Mamie. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited about our next guest. I mentioned earlier, Gregory Hakey is the CEO and founder of Fatal Flaw Nation. He's a 22-year U.S. Navy SEAL veteran, and he teaches on mental resiliency and how to develop a healthy corporate environment where problems are solved instead of problems are made worse. And he's on the show with us today to really dive into that. So, Gregory Hakey, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Greg, you and I met recently and at a, at a networking event, and yeah. I'm a big proponent. I tell my folks for the last three and a half years, your best connections are going to be made when you get out of your house, you get out of your office, and get out there and meet people. And that's how you and I connected at an event here in Dallas recently. And uh, I was introduced to you by a mutual friend who said, hey, you've got to hear Greg. You've got to have him on your show. And as I had a chance to do my recon, I, uh, I said, this brother's got a great message, and we need to have him here to, to share his thoughts but also the experience that you bring to the table and how that's molded and shaped who you are today and the message that you are delivering as well. So before we dive into all that goodness, Greg, can you take us back a little bit and have our listeners get up to speed with a little bit of your personal story? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I grew up in a, on a farm in uh, Nebraska and uh, at a very young age decided that I wanted to be a, a, a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Joined the military with that intent. At the time, there was not a waiver for laser surgery for your eyes to join the SEAL selection process. And so I went to the regular Navy for a couple of years. The Navy adjusted that that, uh, criteria. I submitted a request to go to what's referred to as BUDS or basic Mm -hmm. underwater demolition SEAL training. I passed the initial requirements and was accepted, went to BUDS passed the selection process, and then had a great career as a SEAL. And I retired after 22 years of service, started my own consulting company. And that is what I'm doing now. I had a brief stint. Well, not a brief stint. I was uh, one of my clients brought me on board in a full-time capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked for that organization, which was a uh, Biohaven Pharmaceuticals for two and a half years. That company was acquired. And now in the second uh, installment of my consulting company, I help startups grow essentially is uh, the, the kind of the, the very basic concept as I go into startups that are late seed, early series A, or series A and help them scale to bring their product to market. And there's some more details behind that, but that's the, the general scheme and maneuver, if you will. 
Well, you speak often about, and it's, it's important because when you are dealing with startups, one of the things that startups, and not, not only just startups, really, even companies that are longstanding, they have environmental issues. And I don't mean in terms of uh, actual, we, we're talking about the mentality of, of the environment, right? There's a lot of toxicity, right? So let me ask you this. What would you say are the most important mental resiliency skills that a startup company has to implement if they're going to be successful and if they're not there what should they do immediately to get them i mean not necessarily from a mental resiliency but just a just a general mentality if you will is flexible okay. to change you know uh, uh being able to recognize and pivot in a dynamic environment a startup is very similar to the seal teams is that it's a small group of people that are driving mm -hmm. towards a goal often mm -hmm. in uncharted territory because they have a new mm -hmm. product app concept what have you and that is very very similar to my experiences within naval special warfare so i just essentially distilled those lessons of a 22 year career and applied them to the startup uh to the startup world from the premise of leadership development. And really the secret sauce is coming in, building a good culture by incorporating leadership principles and allowing mm -hmm. startups to execute on a decentralized leadership framework, allowing them to scale. So there's so many things that go into that. And oftentimes you've got a founder that has 20 to 30 of his close colleagues or friends mm -hmm. and they right. want to bring their product to a broader market. Mm -hmm. They want to go public or they want to be acquired. And oftentimes these found a founder or founders have been able to be involved in every decision-making process for that organization. And once you're growing, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. And that's the pain point that I help with is that the leadership development change mm -hmm. management, and to a degree, mental resiliency. Um, but I would say that primarily it's within the, the premise of leadership development and change management. Let me ask this. You brought up a good point that I've heard other speakers in the last handful of years of doing the show brought up. A Navy SEAL, right? It's a small unit. And the leadership of a small unit oftentimes is drastically different from the leadership of a huge group of people that some of them you may not even know. How do you effectively lead, whether it's in a small group or a large group, where you're still respected and, and what the things that you're trying to achieve still get done? Because the dynamics are different, right? The small group, large group, it's going to affect your method of leadership. What can you speak about that? To help those that might be in the same situation right now? That's a great question, Jamie, or Jay, sorry. Great, great question. There's so many things that we could dive into within that space. When I think about large organizations or the conventional military, in contrast to a SEAL team Correct. and a startup, if you will, startups have few people. So you have to entrust the individuals with a number of tasks at the startup that I was a full-time employee at, originally was a consultant, as I mentioned earlier, and then was asked to come on full-time. My mm -hmm. official title was director of operations, and I was involved in post-acquisition mergers and acquisitions, some business development, some public-facing uh, events from a, from a speaker perspective, mm -hmm. also marketing events, as well as just operational uh, tasks. So there was a lot of 
projects and tasks or missions, if you want to look at it from a military perspective that I was mm -hmm. involved in, they're very, very broad. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing with a startup. So you have to, you, you need to lead by example, mm -hmm. provide a very clear end state so people can make decisions in a decentralized framework. They need to be able to make decisions independently. And so having that North Star, if you will, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something to guide off of is super critical for an organization. If that's not identified, you're essentially a boat adrift, just kind of wandering around aimlessly. And that doesn't cater to or promote a decentralized leadership framework, which is which really allows you to move quickly. Something about the startup community and the SEAL teams, which are virtually synonymous is that people have a very, very clear sense of purpose or a North star, if you will, oh, they right. know where they're going mm -hmm. and that enables them to make decisions independent of the CEO mm -hmm. that will drive the organization forward and allow them to move at a very, very fast pace. And Biohaven is just an amazing example of that, as well as the SEAL teams. You know, you've got a small unit that is able to outmaneuver or outthink mm -hmm. larger mm -hmm more conventionally based units. You know, you, you said something, uh, Greg, that was absolutely brilliant. I want to uh, go back to that before I get to the next question. Please. The North Star, right? Yes. Uh, the sign of a leader, whether it's a small group or a large group, is that he or she keeps their unit focused on the greater mission or that North Star that you were talking about. And, and why? So that when he's not or she's not present, they don't scatter and do their own thing. Exactly. <laughs> we, I would call that a single point of failure, if you will. And that's something that within the SEAL teams you do a lot of is mm -hmm. when I did my rotation as a team leader or a tactical leader, whatever you want to call it, oftentimes after the first few training iterations, the exercise would be, okay, we're going to put Greg down or mimic that I've been wounded or killed in action right. and see what the next person in line or the assistant team leaders would do. And it was like, it was a planned thing from a training perspective, and I wouldn't know what was going to happen. So I would brief my men the same way. I would always brief them for whatever training exercise. And then lo and behold, it's like, hey, you're down. And it's like, okay. And so that's something that within startups, I think is is good, not necessarily to execute on from uh, like an exercise perspective, but it's mm -hmm. succession planning, if you will, is if... Bob, who is the founder and the throbbing pulse of the organization, if he gets sick with, let's say, COVID, mm -hmm. what happens to the organization? Right. Does everything cease to run? Mm -hmm. Is like, and from a, a shareholder perspective, or in particularly within the startup world, startup, the venture right. capital perspective. Right. So those VC right. firms come mm -hmm. in, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, hey, you've got this team and you've got this brilliant visionary CEO. And if he gets in a car wreck or gets a cough or gets COVID, what happens to the organization? And that is something that I talk about as well within my consulting practice is building out leadership. And that stuff, that stuff takes time. Developing Absolutely. leadership skills and building trust. Absolutely. Uh, those things take a lot of time. And there's not a there's a ton of great publications out there that can talk about leadership skills and as Simon Sinek says, where people come up short in that area is the day-to-day. -day. It's the mm -hmm. grind. Mm -hmm. And that's where I help people with is the grind, is to be that mentor. I've seen 
so many things within my career. You know, so here's something that I'd love to dispel, Jay, not to completely take over the conversation, if you will. No, most, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, most people think that SEALs just go get the bad guys. But what they really do is solve incredibly dynamic and challenging problem sets in a time-sensitive scenario. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if, if you really want to engage or bring someone on from naval special warfare, that's where they bring value is within human capital mm. is because they're going in as a small unit, dealing with foreign forces, foreign mm -hmm. entities, conventional forces, and, and maybe these terms don't all make sense. Um, and I'm happy to explain them. Mm -hmm. And within a short period of time are expected to turn around or deliver on a promise with a mission or, or what have you. But I'd love you know, to hear your thoughts on that. No, listen, not, not only are, are I, I appreciate you taking and expanding the point because that's important, right? It's very difficult to conduct an entire conversation in a few minutes. So introducing these, these other points add richness to it. But you said something earlier about startups and I, and I want to share with you. Okay. And I, so I was part of a startup. I was actually brought on board to do marketing about a year and a half ago to a startup. It, the startup failed, or at least I don't even think it's around any longer. But the problem was, as I found out eventually going to some of the meetings, there were so many different personalities in that room. They weren't jiving with each other. And if you spoke to this person, they weren't too keen about that guy. And that lady wasn't keen about him. And, and it was all of this back talk. I mean, and I was just coming in to do some marketing, but I was seeing what was going on. It's, it's not, it's not a surprise to me that uh, six months later, the company folded. Um, but so in a startup, how do you handle personality types? Because if you've got personalities in there that are not jiving with each other as a leader, what do you need to do to either bring in like-minded personalities or mold the personalities that you have, which are talented uh, in such a way that they work together. So the startup works. Uh, I'm obviously it's the experience you have as a Navy SEALs leader, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you think <laughs> about personalities, when I think about personalities there, and I spent most of my adult life in the, in the teams, of course. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, there is no stronger set of or group of personalities than SEALs or team guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, they are super driven, type A, very opinionated, will mm -hmm. not hold back. It's, it mm -hmm. is a, as we say in the teams, we eat our young. And, uh, <laughs> it's, and it's great. You know, uh, I, I'm so, I feel so blessed to have been exposed to that and be a part of that a phenomenal organization. Um, conflict. What's this? The, the saying is that conflict is two people in a room. You know, mm -hmm. even even if they get along with each other. So mm -hmm. I would contend, that, and this is one of the processes that I use within my consulting practice, is in order to get people on the same page, you need to define three things as an organization. Okay. What's your vision? What's your mission? And what are your values? Mm -hmm. And you've got people with contrasting views. There needs to be, from a leadership perspective, you need to present a united front within that space. And if there is dissension within that, it, let's try and uh, come to a consensus. And if not, then 
maybe that individual might have to go somewhere else if if they are as we if 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 they're being a disruptor and not from a positive perspective there's 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 positive disruption which is i see things from a different light and we should go this way in a positive way or there is the problem finder if you mm. will which mm. is for every solution there's a problem and they're not solution focused okay you and know, that's a I, choice I for that individual. It's really challenging to change those mentalities correct. because change has to come from within. Correct. And you can, it, you can uh, invite that person and leave an invitation on the table and say, this is the direction that we're going. And if they don't pick up that invitation, that is not on you. You know, you know it's funny. For many, many years, I've, I've built a number of businesses. I've been an entrepreneur and I've dealt with people my entire life. I've built and developed leaders and teams. And, and I live by a simple motto when it comes to team development, people development. If you can't change your people, change your people. <laughs> yeah, that's If you so can't true. change your people, change your people, right? And just roll on with it because what's more important is the mission, not the person and their problems, right? Um, the mission has to get done no matter what. You can replace people um, if they're not going to be in, in alignment with where we're going as a team. So I appreciate your thoughts, brother. Hey, where can people learn more about you? Where can they go to, to, to get more wisdom and hopefully secure some of your services if they're in a situation where they need this kind of help? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, my website's being built out. Uh, so that will pop here within the next couple of weeks. So I can't give you a, a website right now, but it, it's still you're on LinkedIn. You're I am on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. So yeah. I'm on LinkedIn under Gregory Hakey. And then mm -hmm. my business, which is fatal flaw is on LinkedIn as well. And that is linked to my account. So, okay. Very good. Search, search me on LinkedIn, send a, send me a message. If you are looking for the services that I provide and we'll connect. Well, we're going to have your information up at our website anyway. So people can Perfect. track you down that way. And as you, uh, revamp your website. We'll, we'll revamp ours as well. So make sure that people will find you if they're looking and, and certainly secure your services. Gregory Hakey, we appreciate being on the, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Awesome. Jay, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Well, folks, that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Incredible content for you to implement, take action upon, and thrive. Until next Monday, keep thriving.